y'all, man. I know it's been a minute since y'all last heard from me. Well, anyway, uh, there's been a lot happening since my last podcast. And um, I don't know if anybody has noticed, but every time they do Black History Month, there's always something negative that happened towards black people. Some reason black people make the news in February maybe like two to four times more than any other month of the year. Has anyone ever noticed that? I'm I'm just I'm just hypothetically speaking because I've noticed that I was noticed that I would say the last two or three years. You know what I mean? And 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 it's a trip though. But um and one of the things I wanna uh, wanna speak on is uh Brian Flores, the Miami Dolphins coach who was fired. And then, you know, it's kind of funny when Brian Flores said what he said about the NFL is engaging in, in racial discrimination. Here comes Hughes Jackson. You know what I'm saying? Talking about, uh, um, talk about he was discriminated against too. How the, uh, how the Browns gypped him. You know how the Browns screwed him. So, and, and how um, uh, well, no, no, that's that's Blonde Flores. But uh, Blonde Flores would would have had Blonde Flores uh, did did uh, what the Miami Dolphins organization wanted him to do. He every game the team would have lost, he would have received the extra one hundred thousand dollars. This NFL has been doing has been doing this stuff for years. This is nothing new, and the fact that people want to act all surprised about it tells me how naive and oblivious you have become. Because. The NFL was a racist organization. The NFL is also a corrupt organization more than anything. Oh, they're corrupt. So is all the other major sports in this country. They're all corrupt. And and all these sport games are rigged. I just want to put that disclaimer out there. So none none of this shit is real. You know what I'm saying? The only thing that is real as how as as how we and, and the 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 time that we were born and the time that we die, anything else in between is fake. It's all it's all uh, set up to keep us in a certain position. You know what I'm saying? It ain't no different than communist China. Ain't no different than the caste system in India. We talk we talk about those countries and put them down. But yet we do the same fucking thing in this country. And we have been doing this shit for years. Now the whole um now the now the whole wealth thing. The whole wealth thing. That, that was set up to where only white people can get wealth. So when legislation was passed, the legislation really only benefited white people. You know what I'm saying? When Social Security was first passed back in 1935, 
The only people that benefited were white people. Because black people were not on the system. Most black people were still sharecropping. You know what I'm saying? And, uh, and working as maids and butlers. They didn't get paid. And if they got paid, they were tipped. You know, and, and tipping is racist. You know what I'm saying? Oh, that's all you worth? Ten cents? Yeah. There you go. You know? That's, that's how white people treated us black folks back in those days. You know what I mean? But, uh, yeah, let me, uh, let me go ahead and, uh, play. I want to play what this, uh, white man says. His name is Clay Travis. Some of y'all black people might not know him, but this is Clay Travis of what he thinks about the Brian, Brian Flores lawsuit. Let's go ahead, let's go ahead and play it. Brian Flores lawsuit falling apart. Brian Flores, I told you, this thing comes out, I believe it was on Tuesday, yesterday Brian Flores went and did every media outlet under the sun, and what you're starting to see is, people are taking a step back, they're looking at the allegations, and they're saying, wait a minute, where is their racial discrimination? You were 38 years old, and you got a head coaching job. The one thing white people always do is say, where is the racial discrimination? Because, hey, you're a black man. You was hired to do a job. You know, they didn't have to hire you, but they did. They felt that your nigga ass was qualified. And now your nigga ass is complaining? What is going on with what is going on with these people? What is wrong with these black... What, what is wrong with these niggers? I don't understand. This is what white people like Clay Travis is saying. You know, I can't help but interject because... Interrupt them is, is because... Because they always come out to the same bullshit excuses. And then they wonder why us black people get upset. Why is black people don't want to deal with them? You know what I'm saying? It's the same time as bullshit. They, can't, they come up with every single fucking time. But let's continue. We, we, I'm going to let this guy speak. You were poised, maybe still are poised, to get another head coaching job at the age of 40. Uh, that's two head coaching jobs. How is it that you are being discriminated against when you're being paid millions of dollars? And oh, by the way, you've never been a coordinator in the league before you became a head coach. You had the title of linebackers coach. This, this is where the hateration comes in. <laughs> you've never been a coordinator. Who gives a fuck about that shit? You know what I'm saying? Who gives a fuck? This, this cracker don't understand anything about race. Most, most, most white people don't. Most, most crackers don't. But hey, who could blame them? The, 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 the fucked up education system told them it's so. So I'm, I'm gonna blame the whole fucking education system that these fucking Jesuit elites have created. That's what started this whole mess. Let's continue. Coach, when you were with the New England Patriots, so 
Now you're getting fiery responses from Stephen Ross saying all the allegations are not true about the Dolphins. From uh, John Elway saying the idea that their interview was somehow disrespectful is not true. And by the way, yesterday I laid out the fact that Brian Flores had said that the interview that he had with the Denver Broncos was great and really great for him. And now he's trying to argue that it's race-based. But nothing that he alleged is actual racial discrimination. Nothing. There's no evidence that the reason he didn't get the Giants job was based on racial discrimination. And again, I said... How is it that, though? So, yeah, this this guy's just talking. He's just expressing his opinion. And he has a right to his opinion, no matter how foolish it sounds. <laughs> Had not Belichick... Thanks to Bill Belichick... For exposing this shit for what it is. Have Belichick not sent him a text saying that he didn't get the job. This shit would have never came to a fucking head. But it's interesting. They waited until Black History Month to bring this shit out in the fucking open. They do this shit every motherfucking year. Every motherfucking year. I noticed they've been really doing this shit the last two or three years. I've been really noticing this shit because, oh my God, it's so fucking sick. It's so fucking sick how these people just straight up want to humiliate us. But yet, most of us black people don't want to do shit. Most of us don't want to do shit about it. We'll rather argue with each other. Than to, argue, than to argue against these goddamn crackers, mazungus out here. You know what I'm saying? Straight up. But let, let, let me let me try to pay the rest of it. This 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 guy this even though this guy's pissing me off, but let me let me just play the rest of it. Hey, I don't understand what advice he was getting from his lawyers. Why did he file a lawsuit while there were still five open jobs in the NFL and when he was a finalist potentially for a couple of those jobs? So he has uh, there's other jobs that are open. Okay. It's no different than the job he has now. Pretty much almost every NFL owner is the same. You know what I'm saying? They're, they're not going to hire a black person on the, on the, on the, uh, from the rip. See, what the, Rooney, what the Rooney rule does is to ensure that everybody has a chance to get interviewed. But, but, but the problem with the Rooney rule is, is that it's flawed in the basis that you could, you could interview a black person right after they decided who the coach was. So it was a sham interview. And that's what Brian Flores is uh, exposing. You know what I'm saying? He has every right to expose that. Because I, I personally think the New York Giants, and I'm a New York Giants fan, they've been doing this shit for years. Every NFL organization has been doing this shit for years. So it's, I know the Giants been doing this shit for years, but Bill Parcells is a fucking racist. Bill Parcells never had a black black quarterback. Not, not as a Giants coach. But when he got to Dallas, the only black quarterback he did have was Quincy Carter. Most people don't remember him, but he didn't really play that long. He didn't really play that long. I don't know what he's doing now with himself, but 
Yeah, but when he was with the Dallas Cowboys, he he didn't really stay there long. So he he's like a, he's pretty much an afterthought. But when he was a Giants coach, he never had a black quarterback. But he had a whole bunch of whole bunch of niggas playing those other goddamn positions, such as your Lawrence Taylor, most famously, uh, Carl Banks, Leonard Marshall, Harry Carlson. Uh, Everson Walls, O.J. Anderson, the running back, and I believe uh, Tyrone Wheatley. He played. He played for the Giants for a little while. He wasn't that good of a running back when he got to the NFL, but yeah, he was. With, he was with the Giants when Parcells was there. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I'm I'm <laughs> These these people are so wet behind the ears. I th- I think they know what's going on. See, they they have a way of blocking out the truth. That's what white people have been doing for years, blocking out the truth. They don't want Anything that is negative against them to be spoken about. And they so fucking sensitive. This is this and then they wonder why black people don't want to be around y'all. Because y'all so fucking sensitive, so fucking ignorant. And this gonna go into uh um I might talk about whoopee whoopee too, but I don't know. I, I might have to do another another broadcast or another podcast. On her. But uh. Man this this this. Shit falls. Nothing short of amazing. Let's just uh. Dismiss all this guy's saying. I don't even. I don't even want to have to play the rest of this. Because he sounded like a jackass already. And most white people are jackasses. Let's let's just be honest. Most of them are because this is this is the way that they think, and they coming out the woodworks now because they feel that their world is tumbling down. That's what it is. They feel like their world is tumbling down. They're scared that it's not the it's not the black people are going to take over. They're scared that the immigrants are going to take over. That's what they scared scared of anything. Because we're not going to take over shit. It's going to be the fucking immigrants. I mean, look, look what Joe Biden's doing. He's benefiting the immigrants more than anybody. But most of y'all black folks who came out and vote voted for his ass. <laughs> you see how crazy that is? <laughs> so, it is what it is, man. It is what it is. But enough of me talking. Let, let me let, let's just hear this idiot out. Jobs. What happens, by the way, if the Houston Texans offer him the head coaching job? Do they call? Does he refuse it? Is he not going to accept the head coaching job? Does he have to withdraw his lawsuit? I mean, these are real questions that should have been asked by media that actually wanted to do their job. Instead, every single sports media member, including that idiot Bamani Jones, 
uh, went on the news and went on television and grabbed their phones and hopped on Twitter and immediately argued this was evidence of racial discrimination. But there was no evidence of racial discrimination in his complaint that he alleged at all. So there's no evidence. Okay. You know, enough of this guy talking. Everything he said is completely idiotic. You know what I'm saying? Oh, there's evidence. Oh, there's evidence. I'm sure there's a whole lot of evidence. You just don't want to see the evidence, uh, Clay Travis, with, with your cracker ass. Let, let's, 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 uh, hold on. Because I just saw something. Brother Tarian Rain. I'm going to play his broadcast real quick. Hold on for a second, y'all. saying that this story right here I got so I got tagged in so many links I got sent so many DMs about this recent development involving Brian Flores the former head coach of the Miami Dolphins and him taking a career risk move against the NFL and it is a very risky one because I'm gonna be honest he most likely after this will never work in the NFL again. And that's probably what they were banking on in the first place. Or for him to just roll over and deal with it and get some low-level position if they if he wasn't going to get an, a head coaching position again. But I think after this, they're probably going to wash their hands with him and they're going to be like, oh, we're done. So, just, so basically, they just needed a reason to get him out. Now the last... I think every NFL coach should do the same thing Blonde Flores is doing. And not have any fucking black coaches in the NFL. Let's have a whole bunch of goddamn crackers running the fucking league. And, and, and maybe that will send a message to black people to stop watching the fucking NFL. But, you know, that's too much to ask for, though. That's, that's way too much to ask for. Because I ain't gonna lie. I ain't gonna lie. I, I watch some of the NFL games, too. But I, I I be missing the early games because I'm at work. <laughs> and if I'm too tired when I come back from work, I miss all the games. So, shoot, I could get two fucks about the NFL. Because I know it's a fucking rigged league in the first motherfucking place. But I'm going to let Tardy and Rain finish what he got to say. But he's, he's right, though. He's right on point. Last time I talked about Brian Flores was a couple weeks ago when he got fired as being the head coach of the Dolphins, and that was a controversial thing in itself. But now it has escalated to Brian Flores suing the NFL for racial practices. And this thing has so many moving parts. Like It seems like there's something coming out every single day about the story. It's probably going to be some new stuff that's going to come out after this video ends up on my channel. And y'all have watched it and it'll probably be something new that comes out. But what we pretty much know so far is that he does plan on suing the NFL. And he does have receipts. And by receipts, I'm talking about some text messages that I'm going to show y'all in a little bit that he exchanged with Bill Belichick, who we, of course, know is the head coach for the New England Patriots. And basically what it was is that Brian Flores was supposed to be 
being interviewed for possibly becoming the head coach for the New York Giants. But then something happened and another coach got picked and they basically were stringing him along. It's a, Like I said, it's a lot of things going on. Basically, they had, in my opinion, no intention of hiring him. They were just doing it for optics. But I'm going to go ahead and read this article that's coming from ESPN and see what else they're talking about. And it was posted on January, I'm sorry, February 1st, 2022. Brian Flores has sued the NFL in three teams, the Dolphins, the Broncos, and the Giants, alleging discrimination regarding his interview processes with Denver and New York and his firing last month by Miami. The 58-page lawsuit was filed in Manhattan Federal Court Tuesday and seeks class action status. Flores alleges that Dolphins owner Stephen Ross attempted to incentivize him to in him to tank or purposely lose games shortly after he was hired in 2019 with Ross allegedly offering Flores $100,000 for every loss that season. See, they, like I said, they gave him a bad deal. Like, they gave him a bad team thinking that he would not turn the team around just so they could have a reason to get rid of him. Just say that, you know, he didn't do anything and he's a bad coach. But he pulled, like, he, he, he pulled a rabbit out of his hat and, was, and shocked them and ended up firing him anyway. Flores says that as the team won games late in the season, Dolphins general manager Chris Greer told him Ross was mad that the on-field success was compromising the team's draft position. Additionally, Flores alleges that Ross pressured him into recruiting a prominent quarterback at the end of the 2019 season, which the coach refused so as to not violate the NFL's tampering rules. Ross then allegedly invited Flores onto a yacht for lunch in the winter of 2020, where he informed him that the quarterback was conveniently arriving at the marina for an impromptu meeting. Flores refused the meeting and left the yacht. Afterwards, Flores alleges that he was treated with disdain and held out as someone who was non-compliant and difficult to work with. Now, when it comes to that, remember how I've always told you how, especially in the entertainment world, whenever they say a black person is difficult to work with, that means that they're not playing the game. They did that same thing with Monique. They kept saying she wouldn't play the game, and then she became difficult to work with. And then that's when they had to throw salt and dirt on her name. That's literally the same thing that they're doing here with him. Because he did not abide by some rules that they wanted him to abide by and he went outside of the bounds of what they wanted him to do now he is being hit with the brunt force of all of the controversy he was fired on January 10th despite recording the Dolphins first back-to-back winning season since 2003 10-6 in 2020 and 9-8 in 2021 Flores also alleged that the Giants interviewed him last month for their head coaching vacancy for no other reason than compliance with the NFL's Rooney Rule, which was which requires teams to interview minority candidates for their open positions. The league has amended that rule in recent years and now says teams must hold an in-person interview with at least one external minority candidate for any general manager or head coaching head coach opening. Flores alleged he spoke with Giants via Zoom on January 18th prior to the team hiring former Buffalo Bills assistant general manager Joe Schoen as its GM on January 23rd. He said that next day Schoen finalized his interview date for January 27th and Giants co-director of player personnel Tim McDonald text Flores saying he hoped he 
would come in and win the effing job. However, hours later, Florence alleges he received a series of text messages from Patriots coach Bill Belichick, which I'm going to show, under whom Flores worked for 10 years in New England. In those texts, Belichick... That's the evidence right there. The text that Bill Belichick sent to him. That might be the that might be all the evidence that he needs. Shoot. Mm. 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 I tell you. Oh, the things that these folks do. Things that these folks do to try to cover themselves up. I tell you. Continuing on. So Flores, he had heard from the Buffalo and New York Giants that you were their guy. Flores asked Belichick to clarify whether he meant to talk to him or Brian DeBall, who was also in the running for the Giants job. Belichick acknowledged his error and informed him that the Giants wanted the ball. Sorry, I effed this up. I double-checked and misread the text. I think they're naming Brian the ball. I'm sorry about that, Belichick allegedly text. Flores alleges that his January 27th interview with the Giants, which satisfies the ruling rule because he was the first minority candidate to interview in person, was a sham. New York hired the ball, the former Bills offensive coordinator, a day later. Flores alleges that a similar scenario occurred when he interviewed with the Broncos for their head coaching job in 2018. Flores says that the then Denver general manager John Elway, among others, arrived to the interview an hour late and hung over, alleging that they had been drinking heavily the night before. The Giants, Dolphins, and Broncos responded separately to the allegations Tuesday. The Giants said they were pleased and confident with their hiring process. We interviewed an impressive and diverse group of candidates, the team said. The fact of the matter is Brian Flores was in the conversation to be our head coach until the 11th hour. Ultimately, we hired the individual we felt was most qualified to be our next head coach. The Dolphins vehemently denied the allegations against them while noting that they are proud of the diversity and inclusion throughout our organization. The implication that we acted in a manner inconsistent with the integrity of the game is incorrect, the team said. And the Broncos detailed their January 5th, 2019 interview with Flores, saying it started promptly at 7.30 a.m. in Providence, Rhode Island, lasted three and a half hours and was conducted with five team executives. Pages of detailed notes, analysis, and evaluations from our interview demonstrate the depth of our conversation and its sincere interest in Mr. Flores as head coaching candidate, the team said. Our process was thorough and fair to determine the most qualified candidate for our head coaching position. The Broncos will vigorously defend the integrity and values of our organization and its employees from such baseless and disparaging claims. Denver ultimately hired Vic Fangio for the position. In the lawsuit, Wigder Law LLP, the firm representing Flores, said the coach hopes to shine a light on the racial injustices that take place inside the NFL. Among the areas Flores said he would like to see addressed, increased influence of black individuals in hiring, increased the objectivity of hiring terminating GMs, head coaches, and coordinators, increased the number of black coordinators, incentivize hiring retention of black GMs, head coaches, and coordinators, transparency of pay for GMs, head coaches, and coordinators. The lawsuit seeks unspecified damages from the NFL, which called the claims without merit Tuesday. The NFL and our clubs are deeply committed to ensuring equitable employment practices and continue to make progress in providing equitable opportunities throughout our organizations. The league said in a statement, Diversity is core to everything we do, and there are few issues on which our clubs and our internal leadership spend 
eat more time. We will defend against these claims which are without merit. Flores, who turns 41 later this month, had been tied to head coaching vacancies with the Houston Texans and New Orleans Saints since his firing by the Dolphins. New Orleans interviewed him for his head coaching vacancy Tuesday, according to ESPN's Mike Triplett. God has gifted me with a special talent to coach the game of football, but the need for change is bigger than my personal goals, Flores said in a statement put out by the Wigder firm. In making the decision to file the class action complaint today, I understand that I may be risking the coaching the game that I love and that has done so much for my family and me. My sincere hope is that by standing up against systemic racism in the NFL, others will join me to ensure that positive change is made for generations to come. Douglas Wigder of Lawyer for Flores told the New York Times that Wigder Law LLP is looking into allegations from the other coaches who could be a part of the class action, class action suit. He noted that Flores reached out to the firm on the same day he received the Belichick text messages. So what I'm going to do now is I'm going to bring up those text messages. So here's a picture of or a screenshot of those text messages that he was sent. Or that he was talking to when he uh, discussing when he was talking to Bill Belichick. So it says right here, and now the blue is Brian Flores, and the gray and the gray of the black is Bill Belichick. He says, "Sounds like you have landed. Congrats!" And then he says, "Did you hear something that I didn't?" He says, "Giants." He says, "I interview on Thursday. I think I have a shot at it." He says, "Got it. I hear from Buffalo and New York NYG that you were their guy. I hope it works out if you wanted to." And he says, "That's definitely what I want. I hope you're right, Coach. Thank you." And he says, "Coach, are you talking to Brian Flores or Brian DeBall? Just making sure." Then over here it says, "Sorry, I f this up. I double checked. I misread the text. I think they are naming the ball. I'm sorry about that." B B. And then I think right at the end, I don't know, I forgot what he put because it's cut off right here. But you can tell by this blue that um he was responding back to him. So that's basically how he found out that he didn't get the position. That's how he found out in a nutshell that he didn't get it. Damn, that is messed up. Yeah, that is messed up when you really think about it. You know, like basically, like I said, they were basically stringing him along. Mm-hmm. They probably had no intentions of hiring him, and because of his response, they just knew without the shadow of a doubt that he wasn't going to get it. Mm-hmm. They probably already knew that wasn't that that was the case. Oh, they probably already he was knew already selected. He was not. By the way, Brian the Ball, he was already selected for the job. You know what I'm saying? He was already selected for the job. Yeah, that that was a sham interview. You gonna interview a guy after you done after you done chosen the person? I'm sure a lot of this have gone on in workplaces before. I'm sure this happened, but we don't have any proof as to what corp, what other corporations have done this type of thing, because the people who do the interview they get the shit on the down low. You know what I'm saying? Um, if more and more of us black people st- start doing investigations, it's like you got to hire a private investigator in order to expose a lot of this shit to begin with. And we don't have any money to be hiring no goddamn private investigator. See, that's the problem. This is how these crackers get over on us and have been getting off over on us for years and years. Going to get that job. But they had to honor the Rooney rule. So they said, why not? 
And because they felt he made a little bit of noise uh, down in Miami, that it would have been their best in their best interest not to hire him. Now I'm going to say this: while this is messed up, at the end of the day, Brian Flores, I have to say this. I'm glad that you realize now that this is a systemic thing and that you're calling this out. And yes, I have a feeling he's not going to, like, this is probably definitely going to affect his future in the NFL. And I'm glad that he's, like, putting this first. However, we can't ignore the fact that when Callan Kaepernick was going was doing what he was doing a few years ago. Yeah, they're they go, they going to treat him. They're going to treat him like Kaepernick. They're going to treat him like Mahmoud Abdul-Raouf and any other athlete who has uh, spoken out against the uh, sports establishment leagues. Oh, he's, he's not going to get a job. So if he really think that he was going to get a job, he is uh, completely naive on how this shit works. And, and then again, I'm sure he probably knew he wasn't going to never get another job. You know what I'm saying? Maybe he's getting tired of being a, uh, 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 shoot, what's that word? He's getting tired of not being a patsy, but tired of being a fucking figurehead. And I don't blame him. I think, I think as black people, we should all be tired of this shit. You know what I'm saying? I think we should just not, not want to cohabitate around these motherfucking crackers in the first goddamn place. These racist motherfuckers. Shoot, to be honest with you, <laughs> don't be surprised if I come back doing a video or a podcast talking about I'm not going to be on my job anymore. You know what I'm saying? Like, for real. Why should I keep working from an employer that, that uses me as a fucking figurehead to say we y'all got niggas in the workplace? You know what I'm saying? Because that's, that's all we've seen as anyway as niggas. You know what I mean? I'm just being frank. But, uh, yeah, this, this whole blonde florist thing, yeah, this, 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 this has, this has exposed a lot of white people for being the racist that they are. And this is, most importantly, this exposes the NFL. Now, whether there's going to be changes after that, I don't think so. I don't think any black person should be coaching a fucking NFL. Matter of fact, I don't even think the players should be playing in the fucking NFL. You know what I'm saying? But that's asking for too much. You know, that, that that's asking for too much. You know, that's asking for too much. That's 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 too liberating. Oh man, they they everybody's worried about their money. Man, fuck all that. <laughs> Sometimes you guys gotta say fuck it all. You know what I mean? Cause life is too fucking short. To be used as a fucking figurehead for some goddamn cracker. You know what I'm saying? Let's just keep it a buck fifty. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> yeah. But uh, my man Tori and Rain, he's on point when it's thing. You know what I'm saying? And um, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, it's not only sad, but this, this is what you got to expect. You know what I'm saying? I'm, and I'm glad Brian Flores... Is, is putting this thing out there, you know. I'm glad he's doing that. Now I'm waiting for the other black coaches and players to do the same fucking thing. If the coaches could do it, 
then hopefully some of the players will start doing it. We shall see. I don't expect it. They may be asking for too much for, for even asking the coaches to do that. And that may be too much. Yeah, this, that's like asking, that's like getting Whoopi Goldberg to have her own platform. Because I'm sure Whoopi Goldberg has a whole lot of shit to say. Whole lot of stuff to say. So, yeah. Hmm. But yeah, that's 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 all I want to say about this whole uh, Brian Flores thing, and um, and th- I, and I think this is what we're gonna get when Black History Month comes from now on. All this negative shit upon us Black people. It's fucking sick. I'm sick of this shit personally. I really am. I'm really sick of this shit. I'm really sick of these stupid ass motherfucking crackers. They, they they coming out doing all types of videos. Man, I probably will have content for motherfucking days, maybe even years on how much shit these motherfuckers be saying, yo. Matter of fact, shit. Fuck it. Let, let, you know what? This is another thing that has pissed me off, too. Everybody loving the fucking police. Newsmax TV. Well, today, I want to talk about something very near and dear to my heart. My deep appreciation for the men and women in blue. And the outrageous war on police that has to stop now. (laughs) Just a few days ago, I experienced one of the most moving and unforgettable sights. Seeing and standing with a sea of thousands upon thousands of law enforcement officers from around the world who came out to honor slain NYPD officer Wilbert Mora. It was a cold day in New York, but that didn't matter. It was for some an airline flight thousands of miles away, but that did not matter either. What did matter was to pay tribute to a fallen comrade. Wilbert Mora was one of two cops fatally shot while responding to a January 21st domestic dispute at a Harlem Harlem apartment, shot and killed by a repeat offender with a long rap sheet who never should have been out on the streets to begin with. I never had the honor to meet Wilbert Mora, but I now know him. I was in St. Patrick's Cathedral as his family described him as a gentle giant who always wanted to be a cop. I also was near his mom when she received that folded flag that draped his coffin, seeing the unspeakable anguish of her irreplaceable loss. And I also heard Maura's sister in her eulogy demanding change in the system, asking how many more Wilbert Morris have to die before the justice system works for the good guys, for all of us. We owe the Mora family and every person who puts on that uniform our passionate and unwavering efforts to push for change now. A record number of law enforcement officers last year were intentionally killed in the line of duty. This year, 
Let's make it the year we stand up for our police, for their grieving families, and for safety. I was glad to see that the soft Manhattan District Attorney Alvin Bragg reversed some of his lenient policies this week after massive public backlash. That's a good start. Let's throw the book at repeat offenders, stand united, and throw our full support to our courageous law enforcement. And let's always throw our arms around a family member who waits at all hours of the night, each and every day, praying their loved one makes it home. Wilbert Mora's mother knows he lives on. His organs were donated to give life to five other people. And that includes his heart. Imagine being that lucky person to receive that gift of life, to truly have the heart of a hero. And President Biden, by the way, traveled to New York City this week to discuss gun violence and crime as both continue to run rampant in New York City. And during a press conference, Biden made it clear that he does not want to defund the police. We're not about defunding, we're about funding and providing the additional services you need beyond someone with a gun strapped to their shoulder, to their hip. We can't expect you to do every single solitary thing that needs to be done to keep a community safe. It's time to fund community policing to protect and serve the community. And Biden also said, David Dinkins actually did that back in the 1990s. Uh, community policing. Yeah, actually, that was the main reason why crime went down in New York City was the idea of community policing. And also another thing David Dinkins did that these Mazungus would never acknowledge. Midnight basketball. New York City came up with an idea called midnight basketball in order to keep the youth off the streets. You know what I'm saying? See, they'll never talk about those things. But they'd love to talk about some Dan Giuliani like he's a fucking hero and this shit. Fuck him. This was all before Giuliani be- became mayor. You know, and they, and they kind of did they kind of did us black people a favor by having a New York City mayor in David Dinkins. They did. They did. They I think they wanted to do that to, to, to shut us black people up. And, you know, it worked. Hey, these 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 black people can't say these black people can't say we didn't have a new black New York City mayor. <laughs> but anyway, continuing on. Said he wants other cities to follow New York City's lead, but over the past year, overall crime went up thirty eight percent, shootings up thirty two percent, transit crime up. Oh, they shooting down uh community policing. See. This is the idea. They feel that the officers are not being tough enough on people. Be, and be tough enough on people, which is why crime is going up. No, nah, that's that's not that's not why crime is going up. No, nah, I, I think the I think crime is going up is because of economics. Ain't got shit to do with uh ain't got shit to do with uh uh police officers not being tough enough on people. See, that's, that's, that's what this video was going to go. This is exactly the direction it's going to go. You know what I'm saying? This, this is what these Mazungos do. You know? This is exactly what they do.
They always got a fucking agenda. And once you know that fucking agenda, you can challenge that shit by doing videos like this. Challenge their, challenging their fucking agenda. Oh, there's a war on police? There's more of a war on the American people. You know what I'm saying? There's a war on the 99% of us who are, who are, just, who are either below the poverty line or just above the poverty line. You know what I'm saying? That's what the war is on. That's why that's why they want all of our asses to get fucking vaccinated and shit. Nor to call us off off the face of this goddamn planet. And the only people and the only people who are really taking the vaccine are the people's and the people uh sixty eight ages sixty and up. Yeah, because they, they taking up all the so they taking all the social security money. You know what I'm saying? That these government officials want to use for their nefarious ends and means. See? But they'll never tell you that. Nah, them bastards in government will never tell you that. Shit. No, they won't. They will never tell you that. But this this is what they do all day, every day. 70% car thefts up a whopping 93%. So was this meeting just for show or could something else come out of this? Let's welcome to our program now my friend, former New York Congressman Pete King. Congressman King, thank you so much for being here today. Thank you, Rita. It was great seeing you at the funeral. It was. You know, what an honor for both of us yeah. to be there. And Congressman, you know, I touched on the point of seeing his mother, Wilbert Mora's mother, receiving that draped flag, her just looking up at the sky and saying, my son, my son. Right. Uh, to me, I will never forget that image, Congressman. No, and I, again, so bad everybody couldn't be there. You know, feel that experience, and you, you see what those cops go through. And then you see these phony politicians who are yelling for the last two years to defund the cops. Now the cops are the source of all evil in the world, but now you're doing more yeah. good than anyone. So, again, it was, uh, I hate to say it, but maybe the deaths of these two officers will wake up the entire country to how much we have to stand behind the police. Absolutely. One the police, police is nothing but a goddamn organized gang. Let's just put that plain and simple. They do don't they do the most ne nefarious shit ever and then try to cover that shit up. Pretty much like the NFL is trying to cover up what they did to Mike Flores, uh, excuse me, DeBron Flores and uh, other black head coaches. And, and especially the ones who never even got an NFL job. Uh, I'm sure they're more than qualified to be coaches, but some reason these white NFL uh owners won't give them that chance. But it's all good, though. It's all good because there's going to be a time when black people just got to fucking separate. This is what the black separatist movement has been emphasizing. You know? That we need to separate. Like, really. We really do need to separate. This is ridiculous. This is some ridiculous shit. Ridiculous and nefarious shit. And I think all of us black people need to be sick of it 
and start making some goddamn moves. That's what this shit need to be fucking all about. Percent. You know, the other thing, too, I think of Congressman this week, uh, there were also, there was that actress who came out, sort of a, a lower-level actress, and then there was a high-level one, Susan Sarandon, um, who came out basically blasting the police. It was unbelievable in the climate. I'm glad that they both were taken to task, aren't you? Well, certainly, but it shows though, this undercurrent within the left wing of this country, which is anti-cop. And even when Joe Biden says that... Uh, they don't support defunding the police. The fact is, the overwhelming number of active Democrats in 2020 weren't talking about defunding the police. And even a Kamala Harris offering to uh, post bail for those who were attacking the cops during riots and demonstrations. So, listen, uh, I, I hope Joe Biden wants to uh, go the right way as we go forward. But I was not that impressed by the news conference he had the other day with Mayor Adams. Yeah, I wasn't either. Um, and there were a lot of holes missing, too. He kept talking about gun control. I wonder, what is he doing with thug control? Again, you know, the bail reform. And he made a promise to New Yorkers, uh, which I want you to listen to. And then I want to get you to react, Congressman. Take a listen. Mayor Adams, you say that gun violence is a sea fed by many rivers. Well... Uh, you know, uh, I put forward a plan to dam up some of those streams. You know, he kept talking again that all the. Yeah, that's 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 all I want to listen to. Oh, man. Yeah, I don't know how this Brian Flores situation has led to this, but yeah, I, I guess I'm kind of like on one today. <laughs> yeah, man. But uh, uh. Mm. but this is I think this is all I really want to say. There's really not too much else I want to add. But thank you for everybody for listening and for uh, sharing this podcast around. And I'm definitely going to see y'all in the next video or on the next podcast, (laughs) wherever y'all listening from. Peace.